are there any points that like you can tell with me that I need to work on as far as when we are recording, not in general yeah. life? <laughs> Just, <laughs> while we're recording. Okay. Is there anything you that think? sounded too open ended, okay? I Is there anything that you there. think that I could be working on? <laughs> Whew. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. Welcome back. This is Babes in Ballland, and I'm Jesse, And I'm Amanda. And I think the thing that I want to get right into first things first, if Jesse doesn't mind, I was minding my own business. It was starting to get after business hours, which is after 10 p.m. for those of you monsters who aren't aware what business hours are. <laughs> and the update came on my phone, and I had to text Jesse anyway, even though I knew it was on Do Not Disturb. Business that <laughs> and all. Rondo had a significant injury. Feel bad for him because that's got to really suck to get an injury that bad in practice. But I would be lying if I said I didn't laugh out loud. Yeah. And I think they said it was a fractured thumb and he already had surgery. So he's out six to eight weeks. And... That timing is just rough. It's awful. I mean, he literally like got tested, got in the bubble, quarantined, and then I picture him injured. at like practice two point five. I think we would be a little remiss if we did not talk about what his being out will do to the Lakers, though. They already didn't have guard depth. Nope. They just brought in Dion and Jr. So him being out, well, according to the Lakers fan I talked to today, Alex Caruso is going to save the day. So <laughs> it could what's happen. the problem? It could happen. It I told happen. him it was not likely, and I was not <laughs> holding my breath. Did you tell but him that to his face? <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like, hey, did you hear that Dre's healthy? Because the comeback's on, you know? So, Hi, did own. you hear that Andre Roberson participated in all points of practice. And he is healthy, everyone says. So, and to each In lieu we trust, in lieu Dort said he's ready. I don't feel like there's anything else you need to know. Um, the funnest thing over the week is the players are in the bubble. They got to the bubble. We have practice content. We have fashion content. Did you have a chance to get into any of those comments about the NBA hotline? No. Bitch. What were some of your favorites? Let it's, me know. Okay. Let me get back in there. So, uh, <clears throat> did you read the tweet itself? Yes. Okay. So, we've got the anonymous. God dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> Just put it in the pod. At this point, I don't care about anything. <laughs> so the Bleacher Report tweet says there have been multiple tips placed to the NBA's anonymous hotline used for reporting protocol violations in the bubble, which, like, 
first things first that there's a snitch line in the bubble is like <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean it is. <laughs> so the first one right out the gate is a pic of LeBron on his phone, and it says Kawhi was picking up DoorDash. <laughs> The second one out the gate is Shaq peeking through that tree, and it says CP3 watching players taking extra juice boxes during lunchtime. (laughs) (laughs) The the third one is, you know, the guy hiding behind the tree in the yellow jacket, like, rubbing his hands together, looking hungry. Yeah. Well, they've put LeBron James's face on it with his tongue out, and it says LeBron catching Kawhi in the Clippers, stepping one foot off the resort. <laughs> There's a picture of Chris Paul, like, leaned over on, like, what looks like a old Greyhound bus, and they've got his picture on it, and it says, I think we know who called them in. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that everyone's like, no, it's Chris Paul, because he's out here trying to win. They've got Spongebob with the radioactive red eyes, LeBron, <laughs> as soon as he sees Kawhi take a walk. <laughs> then they've got LeBron with his phone again, Kawhi and Giannis out after curfew. <laughs> so, it's all Chris Paul and LeBron. <laughs> like, these yeah. comments are the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't decide if, like, we've been that deprived of sports or, like, if this is just that excellent. But I've been loving the bubble. Literally it's, loving it. It's got the guy on the phone. It says, hi, it's Christian Paulus. And I saw everyone outside the bubble. <laughs> Christian Paulus? <laughs> and then it's got Chris Paul's face put on that, um, who is that rapper who was snitching on everybody in court? And they've got Chris Paul's face <laughs> on it, pointing at the stand, talking about snitches. <laughs> I don't even care. <clears throat> I do think it's kind of funny. I think one of the first guys that broke quarantine was getting DoorDash, wasn't he? After yes. they said how bad the food was. Oh, my gosh. So I've got that down, actually. A Kings player, Richem Holmes... He went to meet Postmates outside the bubble, yeah. and he's going to have to get the nose test instead of the regular swab test, which that answers my question from a couple weeks ago. They're not getting their brains jabbed in every day, every other day. But I also read that there are going to be financial penalties if the players break quarantine once the seating games start. And it'll be like fifty thousand dollars per game not played, because because oh. um, oh. <laughs> Richem Holmes has to start his quarantine over again because everybody was supposed to quarantine right when they got to the bubble. Wow. So, over some finally mates. somebody put a picture of Kevin Durant with a phone. Thank you. <laughs> finally, on that burner. Except he's not there. Yesterday. <laughs> Within a matter of, what, four hours, the players couldn't wear their own wardrobes, and I think there was a little backlash. Backlash is probably a good word. I'm trying to think of the right word I wanted to use. Yeah, I just know that when I first got the update that 
no pregame fashion in the bubble. I was like, well, that's mostly what I live for. I love watching what the players show up in. And then they were saying that the players would dress in their hotel rooms and are required to be in uniform when arriving to games, which if there was a health reason for that, like, what can you say? But then as soon as everybody was talking about it, it was pretty much reversed. By the time that I was like, fine, whatever, it was the new notification, just kidding, they'll be able to wear their own stuff. Um, I mean, flashback to holiday season, Babes in Ball Land, we pretty much did a whole episode on when Chris Paul bought the suits. The suits. That seems like forever ago, but it was a nice moment. When that fashion has started coming through my Instagram and the Thunder players, I know it sounds really petty, but it just feels good. Feels good feeling good. I missed it more than I thought. So I'm glad they'll be able to wear their own stuff. And I don't know if that's just me being selfish, but. Well, let's start with last Wednesday, because that's whenever we kind of started getting some Shea updates. And I really liked this quote. He said, I got hella clothes I need to pack. I plan to be gone for the NBA final. So two, three months. Did you see his bag? Yeah. big, like, um custom don't mind my drip bag yes that was so fancy we got that i think like wednesday afternoon ish so i was already excited and then wednesday night was when the team traveled to orlando so we got all the plane boarding pics and even that was like exciting to me speaking of shay it was shay's birthday this week so he needs to be able to express himself with fashion on his birthday week. Can you imagine? Birthday weeks are important. You want to flex on everybody. How can you flex on any everybody if you can't leave the hotel in your drip? So who would have been your favorite out of all the, what are we going to call it? Um, I liked Chris Paul. He was in just the black hoodie And then he had the custom mask. I just thought he looked really good, really clean. And then um, Steven, of course, Steven comes in. Everybody, this is my favorite. Everybody had their, like, custom masks. (laughs) Yes. And, like, (laughs) Steven rolled in with just his regular white standard issue mask in a T-shirt with a guitar and some plastic bags. And I'm like, Steven, I love you. So, he did have a backpack, but then he had, like, one paper bag, two plastic bags, and the guitar. And that was it. Shirley, like, he took luggage, right? Don't call me Shirley. With how big his pants would be, you couldn't fit very many of those in that bag. My only question is, because I'm like, well, maybe his luggage is, like, being delivered. Like, maybe he's having it shipped in. Um, but then like I saw other players with roll behinds and so I don't know, but you are worried like that he doesn't have clothes. I just don't know (laughs) how one person could pack that lightly. (laughs) I'm a little concerned. It's, it seemed like very Steven though. Uh, the guitar is the most important part. Yeah. Gallo said maybe they could play together. Oh, 
because oh obviously Gala would play. Wouldn't that be precious? My heart might explode, literally. And then Friday night was the first practice. So after that, we started getting all of those Dre updates rolling in. And I was already, like, pretty close to being all in. Like, I was teetering. And after those updates, it's so hard not to be that excited about it. I'm not going to do that thing where I get super, super excited because I'm still super nervous that something's going to happen and we're still not going to get to play. I'm still super nervous. But with all the quotes, though, that we got, so Billy said that he participated in everything and he looked really, really good. Those were his quotes. Gallo said, he's doing great. I'm very happy to see him play because I know what it means to be out for a long time with a bad injury. Just to see the joy and energy he brings to the team, it's great to see him out there with us. And then Chris Paul said, it's the best thing ever. When I talk about a guy being a consummate teammate, for a guy to go through all the things he's been through, I'm so happy for him. He's had some of the toughest times people wouldn't even know. And I just feel like all those updates were great. That quote really resonated with me because I think it really calls back to what Chris Paul talks about, about how the Thunder really do care about each other as a team and make sure that each person has their place. And Chris Paul has attributed that communication and ball movement and making sure that each person gets their piece of the pie to how well they've been able to do and why they're able to come through in those clutch moments. It's not a paper tiger thing. That was hurtful. And so I saw that Chris Paul had said it was, it was the best thing ever. And that just, that was really touching to me. I appreciate that a lot. I mean, I just, I love Chris Paul. Who knew girl? Who knew? It's gonna hurt though. It's gonna hurt so good. Yeah. But we're not even going to get into any of that. I'm talking about like something like COVID related. Not that like Dre, because I think Dre's going to play about like being nervous about something like COVID related happening and then everything getting shut down. So it's hard to think Dre will play like I'm all in. I'm on board. Mm -hmm. But I was mostly talking about when Chris Paul leaves me, that's it's going to hurt. And that's why I'm mad. Yeah. Because I said I wasn't going to do it, and here I am. He's here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, pretty much. And at least on Friday evening, we started getting some real fun updates because they flew in Wednesday, and then I think they had to quarantine for maybe two days. So then Friday was the first practice, and then they kind of got to get out and start doing some stuff. So that's whenever we started seeing the videos of Chris Paul and Darius playing cornhole. Your favorite word, by the way. You love a nice cornhole game. <laughs> the Don't game, think I forgot. The ga- that is funny that you remember that. The <laughs> game is fine, but the name is too much for me. I can't handle it. I'm a 15-year-old boy. What would you rather it be called? 
freaking bean toss. I don't know. <laughs> bean bean bag toss is what it's called. They didn't call it cornhole when we played that shit in school. Well, you had like 35 sixth graders being like cornhole. <laughs> Honestly, I was living for it. I thought it was the best thing ever. And then it's- what day? What day did Darius go fishing? Because that was a big time. Darius, I loved when, I don't remember what day it was, but I loved when the guide was trying to show him (laughs) how to hold the fish so it wouldn't flop so that, you know, he could take the cool fish photo. And he, like, he wanted to real bad, but he just couldn't get in there. No. And, like, he was going to, and then he backed out at the last minute. And he was like, I'll do it next time. And I'm like, oh, okay. No, yeah, I got you now. I got next. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Darius, don't pull that. <laughs> Shoot your shot, bud. <laughs> but that whole thing was well worth it. And I it feel made like, me love bubble life. I feel like if we're talking about, yes, I mean, this is generally like the bubble life dream that you and I have talked about. It's like summer camp. I knew they would just be having a good time there without me. That's yeah. why I was initially upset. The big, speaking of fishing, Ben Simmons <laughs> nailing his catch and release fish. Did you watch that video? No. Girl. <laughs> ben Simmons, bless his heart. <laughs> he caught his fish. It's on video. And then he goes to throw it back and he misses and it just like splats. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a real video. I thought that was fake. Well, if it's fake. No, like, okay. No, I have seen that video then. I didn't know that was him. I just thought that was like some weird thing on Twitter. (laughs) So, wow. That's that's Ben Simmons nailing his release. Okay, I have Where's seen that the video irony then. in that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. I'm trying to think of any other bubble related news that we have. It's been a big time, generally. I'm just glad that we have a little bit of content and it's fun. Like before games start, we kind of start easing back into stuff. I think that that's all I had down for NBA. I mean, we would be – that's not true. That's not all I had down. <laughs> now, Jesse tells me last week – was it after we recorded? Or I can't remember if it was while we were recording or after we recorded. Jesse tells me Russ and James didn't travel with the team. I think it was right after we got done recording. Yes. And I was like, well, dang, that's interesting. And so we've just been kind of lying in wait. So eventually we did get the Russ update. So I wasn't surprised at all because you had already told me pretty much that was what was going to happen. And then the update that we got was that they didn't fly with the team. They're part of a small group of players and staff that was expected to join the team later on. And at that point I was like, it's weird, but okay. And I think Saturday – they missed the first practice Mm -hmm. and even at that point the update was still they're expected to arrive in Orlando soon after not traveling with the team okay still weird but okay 
And then on Monday morning was when Russ tweeted out that he had tested positive. So that was, I don't know. It was handled kind of weird to me. Which is super unfortunate. And I feel like that you cannot say, and I, and I don't know, and I probably just don't know enough about it to be speaking on it. But, you know, there's, you know, mm-hmm. like you can test positive and be asymptomatic. Like Rusty said, he's feeling good. I feel like it would still take a toll on you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's a world-class athlete, has the best trainers, has access to the best everything, you know. So, I mean, maybe it's not, but I just feel like that even, like, the stress of it would still take a toll on your psyche. And then, like, if we're talking from a basketball standpoint, so I would assume that they have to have a negative test before they can even go to Orlando. Like, that's a given. That's easy. I don't know how much time that takes or what the protocol will be whenever they get down there for players coming in late. So how far into this are we looking? Because if you take a Rockets team that doesn't have Russ and James. Yeah. And they're really right in the middle of this seeding stuff. I mean, pretty much the Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, uh, Mavericks, they're all so close. Yeah, it's anyone's game. Yeah, so not having them – potentially would affect them more, I would imagine, in seeding stuff. So maybe I was kind of underestimating stuff like that as far as general play. Well, and I I feel like that there's going to be more positive tests as well. And so then, I don't know. I don't know. I know you said you didn't have a Tim Tebow this week. But that is actually my Tim Tebow. I'm so excited that they released the results of all of the tests. And Mm -hmm. out of the 322 players that were tested when they were all arriving to the NBA campus on, I think, the 7th is when they started showing up, only two players tested positive. Really? I had no idea. Yeah, while they were in quarantine, though. So they never even cleared quarantine. So for them to have everything set up that well to, one, test them and not take knowingly sick players there, crushed it, but then to have another level to get in and they caught two more, that's very reassuring to me. Like maybe they can actually pull this off. Okay, I needed that inspiration. I needed that Tim Tebow because I want this. Like, I want it to happen, but I'm so nervous. And they're they're obviously handling it way better than the MLB. Yeah. And the two players that tested positive are already, like, either off of the campus or in isolation. So they handled it, and I'm Tim Tebow about it. So far, I mean – I know we're not that far into it, but I feel more comforted now than I did going into it. So I think that's something. Absolutely. I didn't know it was just because I'm sure that everybody was tested before they left. I know I saw a picture of Gallo. It looks like in like a pull up situation, like with your car, Mm -hmm. because he posted those pictures. 
Oh, so, yeah, you're right. I think that was a couple of days probably before they flew out. You're absolutely right. So, I don't know. I think it's reassuring, and hopefully all of all the sports can kind of get there, bring all the sports, college football, all of it. And Dre is going to play, and Chris Paul is going to lead us to a championship. Some may say, and we've talked about this at depth, that it is not the same championship, or it is. Everybody's got a different opinion. Jesse's opinion was that because most of the season was played out, that it would be a true championship. Honestly, I don't care what it is. I feel like if we play our cards right, we play our pieces right, everybody's healthy, I feel like we do have a shot. I feel like we'll clear the first round for sure. I mean, I'm all in. You already know I like to get wild. I'm glass half full to a fault. And when they start playing, I'm going to be all all in. Let's do it. One thing that's concerning to me, I've seen – like, one, there was the argument, will Dre play? And that's valid, like, with the time he missed, all of that. But now we're kind of moving into, oh, he's going to play. Is he going to start over door? And I'm like, oh, okay. Don't talk Wait about a minute. Don't talk about Lou like that, okay? I'm on board for Dre being back. I want him to play. I hope he looks so good that he even plays in the playoffs. But I'm like, don't talk about Lou. I hope they put a ring on his finger. Yeah. I mean, let's get wild. (laughs) 2020, man. 20. Oh, man. I guess we can kind of cruise into hot or not. So I have one that's basketball related. Okay. And I read that the NBA has considered delaying the 2021 season until March if a vaccine would allow fans to be in arenas. Man, that's a controversial hot or not. I don't I mean, know. We do have to remember that a lot of the revenue does come from fans. Like, I understand that. But it, it's scary as well. I don't think that delaying the season is an issue. Like, I think considering after the monumentous amount of effort, time, scheduling organization that just this bubble moment has taken I feel like that delaying it would be okay um as far as the vaccine goes like everything I listen to is so contradictory like I was listening to NPR the other day and it said that they're really no closer to a vaccine than they were two months ago but then you know on a different news platform it says that a vaccine is imminent so I don't know. You got me with the with the vaccine. I'll have to think about that. It's lukewarm. I see some potential there, but I don't know with, like, everything that we don't know how you could purposefully push the season back for this thing that's contingent on this thing that we don't have, you know? That's so, a very good way to put it. I guess, like – if they knew that there was going to be a vaccine, I can see them wanting to do that. But it's just, it seems far-fetched, I guess. Maybe it's not. There's a complete possibility that obviously they know more than I do about it. But it does seem a little far-fetched. I mean, if you had asked me on March, like, if you had asked me 
Amanda, on March 11th, you'll be in an arena that's going to get shut down due to yeah. a global virus. I would have said that's pretty far-fetched. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I still picture your face when we were at Whataburger. The look on your face. I'm sure it was reflected in my face because we had no idea <laughs> what was about to happen. We just stared at each other. And the guy that worked there did not like me. <laughs> but I was not sassing him. I was sassing you. But I think, I don't know. Hi, it's me, an overthinker. And I would like to apologize to him because I was not <laughs> being sassy with him. <laughs> and oh I think God. about it all the time. Okay. What? You I do. I don't I do. even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Were you like, oh my gosh. mad whenever, at me about something? <laughs> yes. Whenever we walked up, I was looking at the menu, and you were sassing me about, what are you going to get at Whataburger? Oh, because yeah. of our number one moment. And yeah. In his A defense, Whataburger, you idiot. In his defense, like, I was looking in his direction, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I already know what I'm going to order. And, yeah. So... Sir, I was not sassing you. I was sassing my friend. But I know how it came across. And honestly, my food wasn't that good, and I think I deserved it. But also, like, <laughs> I was very panicked because I just got told to leave the peak. So, yeah, it just really escalated, and I think about it all the time. <laughs> I stress ate the whole thing. <laughs> Does the Whataburger reminiscent section make it to the final cut or not i guess we'll find out yeah we'll see what version of me's editing i guess reminiscing about <laughs> Whataburger. i, I swear though a, i haven't been to a Whataburger in a long time <laughs> because then like when i started talking to him i was like hi you know and like and changed my tone but he did not change his face so <laughs> I know. He, he thought i was talking to him it's not <laughs> I don't think, I think that's the last time I've been to Whataburger was March Same. 11th. I haven't been to Oklahoma City since. Jeez. That sounds okay. so country, but I really haven't been to the city, okay? I haven't been to the city since the <laughs> virus. Oh, no. <laughs> that is what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. I've got a Thunder Hot or Not. Okay. They released the uniform schedule. It's mostly the Sunset Series and the City Series. The only time we are wearing the white jersey is when we are playing the Lakers, and I'm triggered, and I don't think that's hot. So, I love the Sunset jersey. It's my favorite. The... City edition looks very, very sharp. Love it's that one. It's clean. Yes. And it is like a different look with the separate colors. But generally, I think it looks so clean that you can't be mad at it. So it's just the one Laker game where they have the white jerseys. What? Like, that's the one. Why? Aren't we going to be on ESPN? <laughs> You had to go with the white jersey for ESPN. I just don't know why, if we didn't want to use the white jersey very much, why we wouldn't get it out of the way right out of the gate. I just don't. 
I don't know. I'm probably placing too much attention on it, but I just, why wouldn't we have just swapped out Sunset City? Um, yeah, I mean, the white jersey's not hot. I don't it's like, like it. when the Cardinals come out in those baby blue uniforms, and I'm like, okay, they're going to fuck it up. Okay, but the baby blues, like, they are a moment. I love when they wear them. Yes, I mean, but it's, it's very weird. aesthetically pleasing. Yes. <laughs> But, you know I don't what? know, I'm, I'm just really anxious about it. Was it this last year for the baseball all-star game where they did the black and white uniforms, or was that the year before? I think oh, it was this oh, last year. I can't remember. Honestly, like, now maybe it's because the Yankees got to wear black uniforms. The white ones were like, that was oh, taken. Yeah, the white, you're right. The but white, the black the, on black. I thought it was so fresh, and this is, like, not relevant to what we're talking about, really, but people really didn't like them, and I did. Um, a black-on-black black moment is always, it's always fine. Um, the white was a lot to take in, because the birds were in all white, and I was like, oh. whoa! <laughs> I mean, it was a lot. <laughs> but I am super excited that they're going to be wearing the sunset jersey as much as they were. But... What about the white jersey? Why did, like... For just the Lakers game. Yeah. We couldn't wear the blue one. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather wear the blue one. But I guess it's just one game. If, like, we're being really picky, obviously I don't like it. Just but... one game? It's the Lakers game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, so I'll give some context on this one because I know not everybody's a Yankees fan. You should be, but when the Yankees play at Yankee Stadium, they always do a roll call for all of the players, and as they are chanting their name kind of one by one, the player will give a reaction. So I think it was last week, Brett Gardner flexed in the direction of the absent bleacher creatures during the Tuesday scrimmage. Hot or not, ma'am? It's hot. Yeah, I'm like, that's a freebie. I know you kind of like Brett. I thought, you know, it kind of put a different spin on what the games could maybe be like without fans. I know, obviously, it is just a scrimmage, so it's very, like, loosely televised. There's not a real setup, and there probably will be more one to the game. But what if it gives the players a better chance to show their personality? I know it's not like being at a game, but that wouldn't be like the worst trade-off. No, it wouldn't. I saw a picture right before we started recording of Carlos Martinez sitting in the stands watching the intra-squad game this evening, and I was like, hi! Yeah. So. Let's do it. It's hot. It may be better than I was originally thinking. Okay. Since we're talking about baseball, I was thinking about the base, the MLB testing. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's not hot. Um, we've been on this saga with Cardinals closing pitcher Jordan Hicks. All the videos about how great he looked. And then he was going back on the IL. And then a week later they have noted that he's opting out 
of the 2020 season because he's a type one diabetic and, you know, just due to pre-existing conditions, he's going to go ahead and opt out of the season. Completely understand. It sucks. It's not hot. I but I completely that, understand. Though. I had forgotten that he was a diabetic. And I had heard it and forgotten it. Yeah. Like, as and soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I didn't remember that at all. I just think that the MLB needs to try to figure out something better for testing as well. Because I was looking at, they have 30 different sites with players on them at roughly 14,000 tests per week. And the lab that they're sending all these tests to is in Utah. And I'm just worried that. I guess, like, this is my question. So when Seth started for the Yankees, we had the two positive tests, DJ LeMahieu and Luis Sessa. So since then, on Saturday, Yankees closer Aroldis Chapman has tested positive and has mild symptoms. So he does have symptoms, and he was definitely at camp. Yeah. So. I just feel like that this is why Jordan Hicks opted out of the season, because. I don't even know, like, what all you can really do for that, because at least with basketball, there's the bubble. The bubble. Like, why didn't they? They even caught, like, two more going into the bubble. So, like, that I can wrap my head around. You know, the precautions that they took seem to have worked so far. But with baseball, they're still traveling. I know they've limited travel, but travel is travel. There was just all this talk about doing everything in Phoenix, Houston, and what, Tampa? I think so. And I feel like that that would have been better contained. I think they couldn't get the players to agree to that, though. I think you're right because of everything that was going on. Yeah, because that was before, like, they had kind of mentioned – something like that, and then that was before all the negotiations, like, really ramped up. So I don't know that, like, it was nixed by the players, but something happened because it was definitely off the table from there on out. Yeah, we didn't hear about it again. All right, your turn. So I'm just going to keep it Yankees-related, and I have not been super shy with the fact that I'm not super fond of Clint Frazier. We're just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to get into it. But he has stated that he will wear his face mask during all baseball activity. And I have a quote from him. He said, I'm going to try and do it as much as I can. Hopefully someone sees it and hopefully they do it too. There are people in our organization that I'm trying to be respectful toward. And I'm just trying to overall do the best part that I can and make sure that our team does stay healthy. That's a good job, Clint. That's real good work. It was super shocking to me because yes, it is because of the way he acted last season. Man, he's just a turd burglar sometimes. Mm-hmm. And not that like I wouldn't want him to get it sorted out and play and be great, but the battle has been constant. But when I saw this, I'm like, I feel like that's a great way to look at it. Because it's not necessarily about you. It's it's just being respectful towards the other people you come into contact with. Right. Common courtesy, trying to take care of other people 
and take care of yourself as well. Community, yeah. the whole thing. I think it's hot. That's very big of Clint. I'm and, surprised that came from him. Yes. And for me, admitting that I think he's very not hot, I just feel like that moment's hot. You want to stay with baseball for a minute? Sure. Some may say, and I think it's official, official, as of today, but, um, yes, you'll Puig. Puig! He signed with the Braves. And I feel like between Puig's attitude, Freddie Freeman's attitude, and then old what's-his-face. Why can't I think of his name right now? Because I didn't write it down because I thought I would remember it. The one that didn't I, run the bases? Yes. <laughs> That's what's his the name? one. Acuna. Acuna. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That turd that doesn't run the bases? Yeah, I remember. I feel like between those three egos, the Braves, it's going to be lit. I don't think it's hot. I don't know so, if I think it's hot. Here's the thing. I said Braves is instead of Braves are. Oof. 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 So, I have never really been able to watch Puig because the Yankees have never super played a team that he's on. So, I do find him to be super interesting, and I think he is very entertaining. He's the, a hothead. Yes. The... I don't know why, like, probably because it hasn't been super relevant to me. Like, it's not on a team we play. I don't see it all the time. Normally, behavior like that, I'm like, oh, heck no. But I've just always found him to be super interesting and funny. The downside to that, that though, the Braves were already a good team. Right. And the Yankees play four games against them. So, okay. yeah, whenever I saw that, I do think it's interesting and part of me was excited, but then I immediately retracted that because I think we played two two game series against the Braves. Well, the original update was that the Orioles were looking at him, and I was like, oh, my Lord. Oh, man. I could not see somebody like that going to the Orioles. Maybe that's super rude of me to say, but, like, the Yankees played them several times last year. And it's just, it's not good. Can you imagine? I think that that would have been a terrible fit. So, I mean, I think it's a better fit for him, per se, to be on the Braves. But, whew, all that ego, it's going to be wild. Yeah, so I'll have to get used to playing the Braves. That's going to be weird. But I'm not going to say that I wasn't, like, initially excited because the Braves were already good. But I won't go, like, full hot because Mama's anxious because right. we play him. Do you got any more? I don't think I do. I got I do one have... more. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. What do you, what do you have? I was just going to say Yankees-wise, I mean, not a whole lot more. Um, they did say that Stanton would be ready for opening day, and Tanaka's been back at the ballpark after – taking that liner to the head. So he's been around, and I honestly don't think he's going to miss a lot of time. I think they said they didn't know if he would be ready for his first rotation turn, but he's been at the ballpark dressed out. So all good things there. Birds pitching, 
I've got my eyes on it. They had Miles Michaelis as a starting pitcher the other day, and then they had John Gant come in and relieve, you know, old John with the the chains and the the, the shirt undone a little <laughs> and the attitude, the whole thing. And then tonight, Flaherty's the opening pitcher. So I, I the article I read really hurt my feelings because it just sounds like, last year all over again and I know it's just intra-squad games and I know I need to calm down but it was like sharp pitching shaky defense and I was like (laughs) (laughs) okay back at it but I'm excited I'm also super excited that I'm going to be able to jump on my phone and check out some of those games Cardinals Network instead of trying to find them on YouTube or something ridiculous like that. So that's hot. Intra-squad games, hot. Did you have one more? I do have one more. I even debated kind of even talking about it because you and I always try to keep things fairly light, and there's always so much, like, going on, especially, like, in the world right now. But... The um, Washington Redskins announced that their name will officially be changed to a new name that will be released later this year. Yeah, I think I it's hard. I had that as my pinky power play. So right on. I think they said, what did they say? They're having some trademark issues, I guess, with like mm-hmm. a new name. So we don't know the new name, but... Yeah, I thought that was super positive. I think there's a time and a place for the Washington Redskins, for the history, for everything. But I also think that this renaming, A, should have happened a long time ago, and B, it is a big deal. But to anyone who is angry about it, it's not really that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like, right. Think of it as a rebranding and move on with your life. Agreed. I thought it was a positive thing. I so. think it's hot. I think it's good. And I think it's a good step for the NFL. Other than that, just some awards. We already got into a couple of yours. Um, yes. If you haven't, Jesse mentioned it earlier. If you haven't been online, well, that's a stupid thing to say. Let's start. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. If you haven't been on the internet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you haven't YouTubed the video of Tim Tebow getting signed to the Jets, the compilation of how many times he says he is excited Please treat yourself to that. It inspires our Tim Tebow. I'm excited because when you're excited to be a Jet, you're excited. So you're Tim Tebow. Yeah, my – oh, sorry. That was a cute, huh? My, <laughs> my Tim Tebow was about – sorry. Delayed reaction. Um, about the NBA testing and the bubble. Absolutely. About how well they're putting it together. So far, so good. There were the complaints about the food the first couple nights, but 
I think they had kind of expected that and said that the food would be better after, like, the quarantine phase. Yeah. So as soon as that got sorted out. They've got to test everybody. Give them a break. And don't (laughs) go meet Postmates or you're going to get in trouble. Will he eventually get fined for that? Maybe not now because it's not. It said that, like, they were being very gracious about it. It was a mistake. But that, like, once seeding games start, there's no, what's the word I'm looking for? No uh, grace period. You know, like, this is the great. This is the grace period. But if you're acting up when seeding starts, that's when the fines are kicking in. I was about to say, I don't know. I'm not in trouble very much. So I don't know, (laughs) like, how this works. (laughs) Well, you better go get, if you want to leave the bubble, you better do it right now. But apparently the anonymous tip line, I'm sorry, I'm living for the snitch line in the bubble. Like, will we eventually get to see, like, who filed the complaints? And will, stuff? like, is it a voicemail? Is it a text? Can I hear or see something? <laughs> yeah, like, if it's anonymous, surely it's not, like, a voice recording. But also, I don't know. So, they've I got like there's like, some content worth to be had there. They've got one of the voice changers, like they do on Dateline. <laughs> no. I hope they do. That's the best case. Do you want to give one of your awards? Um, my my yes queen award is gonna go to Patty Patrick Mahomes for landing that GQ cover, even though he was wearing. If you haven't seen the GQ cover, there's the one photo of him in the tracksuit, looking fresh, heavy on the eye contact. Contact though. And then there's another photo of him. He is in the weirdest sandal house shoe puffy slides I have ever seen. Like, they look like my grandma's house shoes, but that they are inflated. (laughs) I swear to God. And then he has, (laughs) and then he has like some brown, like knit socks on with them. And I'm just like, yes, Patrick, do it's your world. Do whatever you want in your grandma's sandals on oh. GQ. <laughs> like, so he gets my yes queen for the week. And him and Travis Kelsey were out playing golf, being cute, in tie-dye. My honey award hurts me a lot. But I feel like it has to be said. And technically, I guess, my Ohoney Award is going to go to Aaron Judge. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. I almost messaged you this the other day. And it's not even, like, his fault. But on, I think, Saturday, he was out of the scrimmage for a stiff neck. And the update was... Yankees manager says he's hopeful Aaron Judge can return to play tomorrow. You know, like, all these promising things. They don't think the neck pain is, like, long-term, you know. It's just a little stiff. So, Sunday rolls around, and he's not playing for the second day. So, that's already alarming. 
And I think even still today, we're recording on Tuesday, he was not playing. And I've just been here before. I mean, the updates today say that he's feeling better and everything's fine. But uh, <laughs> we've been here before, man. I've ma'am. been here before. And <laughs> not only do I not think I'm ever going to get a healthy Aaron Judge season, when you look back on it, 2017 was his rookie season, and he did play 155 games, so that is a lot of games, but as soon as the season was over, he had that surgery to clean up his shoulder, so he was playing somewhat injured that season. 2018, he played 112 games. He was hit by a pitch on the wrist and had that fractured wrist, so out probably a little bit under two months and last season he played 102 games he had that oblique strain really nothing you can do there either I mean the hit by a pitch what can you do Um, oblique strain they happen a lot in baseball I understand that too but now that's three years in a row that he's played hurt they're telling me he's going to be healthy enough to play but he's also not playing And I honestly had this moment, and this is where my oh honey kind of sways into my yes queen. I almost messaged you the other day because Glaber Torres was giving an interview. And I didn't want to even say it, but I just feel like we've kind of moved from this Aaron Judge Yankees team to this Uh. Glaber Torres Yankees team. I know it's not even like anything about judge. Like if he can go, let's go. But I just kind of feel this sway of whose team it is. And maybe I'm super overthinking it, but I don't think so. When Glaber gave his interview, like you just, you got it or you don't. And I'm not saying that judge doesn't, but what I am saying is Glaber does. So He said, the mission is winning everything, and that is the job. That is the focus, mentality, and we're prepared to get there. And just the whole thing. You know, even in the playoffs last season, nobody super hit well against the Astros, but Glaber did. And every time he was up there, you just knew he was going to put together a quality at bat. And it was this bizarre thing because he was, what, 22, I think, at the time. But I just kind of feel like this shift, and while I'm excited, it kind of makes me sad. That's understandable. I mean, and not to mention that Judge rolled into spring training with a broken rib. Yes. Yeah, so he went from the oblique strain, healthy after that, dives for a ball in September and breaks his rib and then continues to play on it. And then, yeah, so if you're looking at the amount of time he's been hurt, it's went from shoulder to wrist, oblique, rib, and now his neck, and that's only since 2017. He also came into the league, and he was quite a bit older, so he's now 28. And not that that's like this wild age, but for the amount of time he's not played, it's just really concerning to me and it could just be a sore neck and I'm like looking into it too much but you've just been yeah you've just we've just been here so many times 
and but you've been told that he's fine so many times and the Yankees so. think they're cute and I'm like I'm on to your games yep so when they're like yep stiff neck he'll be out there tomorrow and I I mean you know I checked to see if he'd be out there tomorrow and he was not so maybe it is just a stiff neck and like if it is I do understand why Russia at this point like we're not even started yet right obviously if something is hurting you're going to rest it but I just feel like here we go again as well. That's difficult. I mean, I'm glad that you're embracing the babies. I know you love Glaber. I do love Glaber. And I don't know. I just feel like this shift, and it makes me kind of sad because if you would have asked me a year ago, I was like, judge for captain. You know, I was like all on board. And I still am all on board, but, but I'm a little concerned. It's understandable. My Oh Honey Award. I feel like I have to preface it with preface this with saying like I understand what the league is trying to do as far as like safety measures, like to not necessarily enforce the players into social distancing, but more so to like you know I know they're trying to set a good example is what I should say but this to me is too much when I got the update that all jersey swaps have been banned yeah I'm annoyed I I get it I like I understand they're trying to set a good example but literally and I have to quote Richard Sherman here because he had the most well thought out update because most of the players that were tweeting about it were like, you've got to be kidding me. But Richard Sherman was quoted as saying that this is a perfect example of NFL thinking in a nutshell, players can go engage in a full contact game and do it safely. However, it is deemed unsafe for them to exchange jerseys after said game. And that's the question. Like we can have full contact for 60 minutes, but then not like, I understand the frustration there. I do think that that is a little over the top. See, I wouldn't even have thought about it like that, but whenever it's stated like that, it does make a lot of sense. Like, they're already rubbing up all on each other. So, at, like, this point, what's the jersey matter, you know? Yeah, because like, the, the damage already is already seen. done. Right. So, if it's safe enough to play a contact sport, what does the jersey after super mean? Not safe enough to give the person that you've had contact with, close contact with. I don't don't get it. I think it's – I don't like to sound like I'm not practicing – you know what I – I don't want to sound like I'm not, like, encouraging safety, but I just think that that is doing too much. It, it doesn't I guess make sense. the part that's upsetting to me, we are starting to see some talk of what they're going to do for the upcoming football season. I think, I think they suspended like some preseason games and we are starting to get some movement on what they're going to do. But on a standpoint from like, we need a guy with a plan. The first thing you're going to do is tell them they can't swap jerseys. Yeah, like, that's not there's a lot more that needs to be settled out than the Jersey stuff. 
it's laughable at best. And if you go look at any of the tweets that the players are talking about, they're like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, y'all are worried about jersey swaps. Yeah. That does seem a little funny. It's very oh, honey, to me. And then I think um, you already did your pinky power play. Yes. And then uh, the pinky power play, kind of like for Tim Tebow, if you have ever paid attention to former OU coach Bob Stoops, he's got a rogue pinky flapping in the wind. Google it. It's wild. If you can find clapping... Oh, it's out there. If you can find footage of him clapping and you check that pinky flapping in the wind, it is, it's impressive. So we have our Bob Stoops pinky power play. And I'm going to go ahead and give that to Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley has been on the forefront of the conversations talking about taking uh, college football to spring 2021. He says, we've got to find a way to get it done. He's trying to stay positive and not keeping any options off the table while keeping safety a priority. And I feel like while the Pac-12 and the Pig-10 announced this week that they're doing conference-only play and Ivy League sports are completely canceled, um, I do think he's trying to stay positive. I do think he's trying to be encouraging. OU had 14 positive uh, coronavirus tests when everybody reported which in the grand scheme of things, I don't think 14 is awful. But I don't think that spring 2021 is a terrible idea. And if Lincoln Riley is behind it, then I think that's pinky power play. I like that he pretty much just worded it, that it's in our best interest to kind of check out every avenue for what we do. Yeah. So I'm on board with that. I thought it was pretty hot. I think that Lincoln, I don't know. I don't want to be shady. (laughs) I was just thinking something shady. Should we both say it? I don't want to be shady about old Gundy. I was literally just thinking to myself, meanwhile, Mike Gundy brushes his mullet. Is like what I was thinking. I don't, I think that Lincoln tries to uh, put a, good face forward and think before he speaks but then I felt like that was being really shady so meanwhile Gundy uh, brushes his mullet yeah it's just flapping in the wind like that pinky with a million dollars less a year Jeez. <laughs> I am a, I'm a little hurt but also like I feel like Lincoln's been crushing it you know how I want to wrap up the pod? At least you have a plan, because I don't, I don't know what to do. I feel like that a good way to wrap up the pod is to wish Yadier Molina a happy 38th birthday. 38! 38. 38, honey. Yeah, he's elderly he's out there. Like, I will tell you when I'm tired, okay? Yes. Don't, I mean, don't forget. Last season, I was a little frustrated at some of those moments because <laughs> I was like, "Honey, you're tired." Honey, yes. <laughs> but happy birthday, Yachty. 